Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. There, do you think about the standings? Union could have gotten big three points. Here, oh, here's a giveaway. Connor Murphy, he's left the net. They score! Wow. It's going to be McKechnie. What a turn of events here. That was a call of Matt Dubray and Brian Unger on ESPN Plus of Josh McKechnie's game-winning goal with 54 seconds left in the third period. It was part of a three-goal outburst in 55 seconds late in the game that gave Colgate a stunning 6-4 victory over Union on Friday at Mesa Rake. Welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. I'm Ken Schott, the Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, trying to figure out how Union blew this game. Uh, just a devastating loss as, as far as the standings are concerned. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, Union should have won this game. There's, there's no doubt about that. They, I think they got conservative. They scored three goals in the uh, second period to take a 4-3 lead into the third. They outshot Colgate 18-9 in that second period and really seemed in, in control of the game. And uh, they had some chances early in the third period, but I thought they got too conservative and they played on their heels, and uh, that'll be addressed in one of the press conferences. Uh, we'll have interviews uh, in a couple minutes here. But I think they played conservatively, and it came back to bite them and uh, cost them. Uh, Standing-wise, I mean, really just a devastating loss because Union could have pulled within two points of fourth place uh, Cornell for that last first-round buy spot. Uh, RPI beat Cornell 6-2 at Houston Fieldhouse. The RPI does have the tiebreaker on Union having swept the uh, – uh, ECAC season series, but Union could have been in the mix there. Now Union finds itself trying to hold on to uh, home ice for the first round of the playoffs. Uh, they, they drop from a, a tie for fifth place with RPI to seventh place. Uh, Colgate jumps ahead of Union by with 22 points. Union has 21, and there's a three-way tie for eighth with Brown, St. Lawrence, and Princeton all with 20 points. So it's going to be uh, a crazy finish as we head down towards the stretch of the uh, regular season. Five games left for most of these teams uh, in uh, ECAC hockey. Um, let's talk with uh, Don Vaughn first. He had his uh, uh, toy had a chance to talk with him after the game, and he was about as shocked as ever, anyone in the building. Too bad. See you. Can you explain the last 50-some-odd uh, seconds there? Just crazy. I mean, uh, it's a funny game, right? I and mean, we've got a couple of bounces, clearly. Um, I told the guys on the bench, I think that's, I, I could probably count on one hand the number of times we've scored as a, when I've been the coach with the goalie pull. It just doesn't happen very often. And it was a crazy bounce on that one. We just kept telling our guys to keep plugging something good was going to happen. And, you know, they found a way. Especially the, you know, get the empty net goal, then the, the Murphy comes yeah, out, sure. misplays a puck, and then you take advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, you, I always say that if you keep battling, the hockey gods have a way of shining on you. And, uh, they were they were looking after us tonight. It's kind of a crazy second period too, back and forth. Is that a type of game you would Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I thought the game was like that. It was kind of sporadic. Like there were there were really good minutes, and then there'd be a lull. Um, you know, I don't know what that was. I mean, there was no there was no disruption in flow because the penalties was only one tonight. Um, it was just it was just an odd game. I thought all the way around. Not surprised it ended the way it did. The third period seemed like you guys were in the Union a lot. I mean, the Union didn't seem to look like it was playing conservatively. Uh, how important was that? Maybe maybe wore them down as the, as the period went on. Well, we talked a little bit about that. I mean, we you know obviously we were playing desperate. We were down a goal. We got to find a way to do it. So we we turned up the heat a little bit and uh, 
you know, I don't know if, the, if, the, if that was the case or not, but we clearly got a couple of good bounces tonight. A game like this, how much do you like the three-point game as opposed to two? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I, I'm not a huge fan of the of the, uh, the, the three-on-three overtime or the shootout. I made that very clear. Uh, I'd rather have us play, you know, for two points and five-on-five five in overtime and the winner gets it all. Yeah, that's just my feeling. Big difference there between, you know, regulation winner and regulation uh, No, no, there's a really, six, six no, it's huge, huge. You're right. That's it's a really big deal. And the teams that are right in front of us, you know, we're playing for the next two weeks, so we got to take care of business. Just remind you of the, I think it was 93-94 when you guys were up and then Union scored two late goals. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've been in a few of those. Yeah. I've been in a few of those chats. So. Now let's hear from interim head coach of the Union Dutchman, John Ronan. John, can you explain what happened in that last minute there? You're up a goal, and then everything just seemed to fall, fall apart, and really not going to be costly as far as you know, home ice in the first round. Yeah, not ideal. Um, <laughs> you know, it's I, I Josh blocks the shot, it bounces, it goes in. You know, it's tough luck. Give him credit, throwing his body in front. They get a good break there, and then just watching, you know, the the fifth goal. Their guy worked his butt off up the ice. The puck landed, you know. Right in no man's land in between our D and and Connor and you know, we made a scramble play to shoot it out, unfortunately it didn't make it all the way. Should Connor have stayed in the net there or No, I you know what, I have no problem with him going to play that puck. It was it was a tough spot. I'd rather have him skating forward. You know, it just it didn't make it across the blue line. It seemed like the first part of the third period you did a pretty good job of uh Looking for offense, did you kind of go into a shell maybe in the second half of the third period? Or? Uh, they had a push. They had a, like they're a good team. They're you know they're highly offensive, good in transition. So you knew they were going to have a push, and I thought we withstood it pretty good. You know we saw it in the D zone. Probably could have went north a little quicker sooner, but you know we withstood their push. And you know the six v five, like I said, is goes off of Josh's shin, making an attempt to block a shot and bounces in. Wait, how? How do you recover from this? Is lost. I mean, you're 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 been a half away from winning this game, and then now you're trying to, you know, look at it, but possibly you know being closer to fourth place, and now you know it's now tougher, make the road tougher to get home ice. Yeah, you know what? We're not worried about that right now. And the ending, that one minute, it stings. I'm not going to lie, it stings. But I don't want that to take away from the positive we had through the rest of the game. I thought we did a lot of good things offensively, started generating, we got a power play goal, our discipline was better, our bench was great, you know, they were engaged, focused, calm, and you know what, we're going to build off the positives, you know, we got a great opponent coming in tomorrow and, you know, we'll, we'll park this and turn our attention to Cornell. To the situation where you're glad you play tomorrow night as opposed to this being like a Saturday game and having to wait six months. Absolutely, absolutely. We want to get right back at it and compete, and these guys are... It's a resilient group, you know. I, I'm proud of their pushback. We saw it in the second period there. Once we went down, they'll push back. So, you know, we're, we're excited to get back at it tomorrow. This is second consecutive game where you scored more than two goals. I mean, is there silver lining there that the offense is starting to come? I think so. I think so. You know, I, I've mentioned it where it's a point of emphasis. There's some buy-in. You know, we're, we're going to the hard areas of the ice. We're sticking around for second, third opportunities. We've got some tipping goals lately, so. You know, it's we're focused on it and it's starting to pay off. Yeah, a strange game with only one penalty. Would you like to have maybe more power play opportunities? You know, all your power plays. <laughs> tough to complain when you know we're on the positive side of the penalties and happen to score a power play goal. But yeah, you know, our, our power play's done well so far this year. Would like more, but you know, I, I thought it was that was a playoff like game. So that that 
tying goal when they had the goaltender pull that hit Josh's shin or Susan? Yeah, I think he slid over. It got a piece of him. It looked like it bounced. You know, like they had a good net front presence. Um, you know, it's a tough one. Because it looked like Connor was moving to his left when the shot was taken. Yeah, the the demon was walking across the line. Josh slid, got a piece of Josh, and I think it bounced back the opposite way. Connor Murphy came down and met the media afterwards, and he talked about the play uh, that uh, led to uh, the game-winning goal by McKechnie. Connor, you guys were a minute and a half away from winning this game. How tough is this to, with the way this game ended? How difficult is this? Yeah, it's a it's a tough pill to swallow. Obviously, you know, um, we were playing really well in the third period. We were all battling, and uh, uh, our team, our defense, like our defensive zone play, was was really keeping us in the game. And and uh, unfortunately, we got a bad bounce on their first goal that tied it up. And then um, I made I made a decision to go out to play the puck, and it ended up. Going right under their stick would ended up in the back of our net. So it's obviously it's a tough one for us, but I mean, all we can do right now is focus and, and get back to work for tomorrow. So how, t- how tough of a decision is that uh, when to go or when not to go? Yeah, I mean, I thought I've made the right play by going to play the puck just because he was their guy was ahead of our defenseman and he was going to beat him to the puck. So it was going to be kind of a clear breakaway, but um, we kind of got there at the same time and it. We kind of hit the sticks together, and it just bounced right to the guy's tape behind him. So I think, I, I mean, if I had to do it again, I think I would try to do the same thing, but it just sucks the way that it turned out. So, Is it good that you can put this behind you quickly and uh, you get to play again tomorrow night? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it obviously would suck if it was on a Saturday and I'd have to go all week with it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to just try to forget about it and, and just get back to work and try to focus up for tomorrow. As far as, you know, postseason positioning you have you guys are you know, close to a home ice a first round by now uh, how important is it you know, to get back on track and at least secure a home ice in the first round yeah it's huge and you know this game would have been even bigger if we had, had won it for us so it would have been very helpful but I mean all we can do now is look ahead and try to prepare for each game coming up finally Brandon Estes and Gabriel Seeger met the media to discuss uh, what happened? How tough a loss is this, guys? Let's start with Brandon. Uh, really tough, honestly. Um, to have a lead with two minutes left in the game and then not only them tie it, but go up, uh, that's... I, I don't even know. That's It's tough. It's frustrating. Yeah, it's, except for the RPI games and playoffs, it's probably the toughest I've been a part of here at least. But like take account in the standings, like six points swing pretty quick, three goals in a minute. So, yeah. Does that make a big difference to the three point game now? I mean, so your your point you thought had three points, and even if you go into overtime, you have a chance for two. But then, yeah, it's huge. Like, obviously we wanted three points and it was looking good. But if we could take that to overtime and maybe get two points, a bit, and they only get one point, it'd be like a big difference because we're kind of competing with them for spots at four, fifth, sixth place, so, yeah. Did you guys, were you guys a little maybe too conservative in the final half of that third period? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, uh, you, you want to hold your lead, but you can't you can't sit back. You expect a push from the other team late in the game, but you can't just sit back and, and sit on a lead. Like, the, 
the best the best defense is offense, right? Like um, playing in their zone is what keeps the puck out of our net. So um, it's it's um, you can't just sit back on it like that. You have to attack too. Always coach afterwards. Just uh, try to try to take the positive out of this game. I mean, you want to get mad, I think, but you know you did got a lot awful lot of good things for 58 minutes. No, I did a pretty good job after your game. Um, short and concise, but like we had some positives, but some things I had to work on. We got a new chance tomorrow. Obviously, he's pissed, just like the players are, uh, but I think he handled it well. My three stars of the game, uh, Brandon Estes, uh, he had a goal and two assists. Number two star, Dylan Anhorn, also with a goal and two assists. And Josh McKechnie, your number one star, with the game-winning goal. Uh, taking a look around at some other games in East CAC hockey, uh, Clarkson beat Princeton 7-1 up in uh, Potsdam. Uh, Brown with a 3-2 win at Dartmouth. So that's, we as mentioned earlier, Brown's now in that three-way tie for eighth place. Uh, the second-ranked team in the country, Quinnipiac, beat St. Lawrence 3-1. At Harvard, shut out Yale 2 to nothing. Well, uh, Saturday night, uh, Mike McAdam, my Gazette colleague, will be covering uh, the game against uh, Cornell. I uh, have uh, other duties to take care of on Saturday, so if you don't, if you want to follow Mike on Twitter, he'll have all that coverage for you at uh, Mike underscore McAdam. Well, I appreciate you listening to this uh, post-game edition of the Parting Shots podcast. Like I said, a very, very strange game and uh, just a really devastating loss. And I, I should mention, it, you know, having covered this program. This is my 26th year. Of course, I covered the first 25 years of Division One. I, I recall a Union-Colgate game, uh, the 1993-94 season, a game at Colgate led by a couple goals midway through the third period. I remember fans starting to leave with about 10 minutes left, and then Union scored to get to within one. Uh, then they pulled the goalies in, in the uh, late, final stages of that game and scored, and then they scored a few seconds later to win the game. And it's just that that game reminded me of tonight what happened uh uh, with uh, Union losing the way they did. So just a tough loss. We'll see how the Dutchman bounce back against Cornell on Saturday. Well, again, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Of course, the uh, views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good night. Good hockey?